Welcome to Business Ninjas, brought to you by Write For Me, where you'll hear from business leaders who are out there growing their business and slaying it every day. Learn from the masters. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Business Ninjas. I'm here today with Mike Brown. He's the president and owner at Flying Locksmith Metro West Mass. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you, Kelsey. It's great to be here. Yeah, excited to have you. So, Mike, why don't you start and tell me a little bit about yourself? Um, you know, typical blue-collar American town, family. Um, grew up, strong family roots um, in the uh, western part of Massachusetts. Mom dad. Dad was a telephone worker. Mom was a school bus driver so that she could be a- around for me and my, my older brother. Um, grew up playing sports, football, basketball, baseball, traditional stuff, riding motorcycles and four-wheelers and just be a boys, um, causing havoc in the woods, you know? Um, and, uh, yeah, it was a great upbringing. Um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Good school, good friends, good town. It was awesome. That's it. Yeah. Um, I was kind of the hellraiser, um, being the youngest, I needed to get my attention one way or the other. And I chose misbehaving <laughs> and, um, that led me to, uh, somehow that led me to my, my senior in high school led me to the Marine Corps, which is another story that's a little bit longer. So I'll just skip over that. But uh, the Marine Corps attracted me. And uh, so I, at 17, I came home and I asked my, my dad if, uh, if he would meet, sit and talk with the, uh, the recruiter. And he said, absolutely not. And uh, I said, uh, well, I leaned on my mom. And my mom said, you know, talk my dad into it. And he said, finally, but I'm not signing it. I'll listen to him, but I'm not signing anything. And so Staff Sergeant Samuel Heflin came came over on a, uh, I believe it was a Tuesday night, October the 18th, uh, 1990. And uh, he started talking. My dad, my dad didn't look at me. He just stared at me across the table. About five, 10 minutes into it, he goes, you really want to do this? And I said, yes, sir. And he said, give me the papers. Signed them right there. Boom. So, uh, so that was it, man. I was I was in at Leopard Boot Camp June fifth, um, a couple of days before high school graduation, uh, nineteen ninety one, and uh, I was off and running. So I did uh, I did eight years of the Marine Corps and served as uh, infantry. Um, during that time, I also went to Boston College, marketing and advertising. Um, that led me to upon graduation led me to New York City, uh, and then from there I ended up doing. 20, 25 years uh, in, on the media side of it, uh, buying ads and, and selling and sales management of ads for, uh, for radio and television. Um, and then that kind of leads us to becoming a entrepreneur. So I don't know, hopefully that's enough. That's Well, that's a fantastic story kind of leading you up to where you are now, president and owner. And I do just want to thank you. I know I shared with you, you know, off off camera that I have two brothers in the Marine Corps. So I appreciate your service um, and, you know, the, the dedication to the country. So talking a little bit about kind of now in your position, president and owner of Flying Flying Locksmith Metro West Mass. Talk to me a little bit about, you know, what Flying Locksmith does. So the the core of us is obviously locksmith, but it's a little bit misleading because of how the industry is developing and transitioning. And it's kind of cool because I kind of feel like we're the tip of the spear. Of that. And so I kind of like that. 
Um, it's one of the things that attracted me to this franchise system. Um, so what I say um, to start conversation and as my little marketing piece is, you know, locks and keys, it's the last thing that we do. And it's because it's true in the physical sense. So we do a lot more than, than the traditional locksmithing. Um, we do access control with, with key fobs or cell phones, fingerprints, and, and all of that. Uh, we do cameras. We do intercoms. We'll rip out and repair or replace your door and frame. Um, we do uh, all of the ADA compliant hardware, um, all the handicap openers and, and things that make a, uh, a facility easy to access and to exit for handicapped people. Um, you know, fire life safety code. Um, we do safes and vaults and lockboxes. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the old saying, well, not the old saying, the corporate saying is if it's on the door, we handle, <laughs> um, but for me, I go with what I, what I, you know, the locks and keys, it's the last thing we do because we'll come in, we're like a one-stop shop. Now, instead of having to call three or four different companies to put it in an access control system, we, we can come in, it's one-stop shopping. So it's like, all right, well, that door and freight is messed up. We're going to need to replace it. Mm -hmm. We'll do that first. Then we're going to put on the, the hardware. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to run the wire, put in the access control and the cameras. These are all different skill sets that normally you would be hiring different vendors for. Yeah. And so the last thing that we do before we leave is we'll rekey the lock and then issue cut and issue you new keys because all of that is useless if someone from that you fired six months ago still has the key. Right. And you need So Locks and keys is the last thing we do because literally we'll do all of this other stuff. And the very last thing that we do before we leave is we change the lock and the key, which is what traditional locksmith was for so many years. That's really interesting. So it sounds like, you know, there's kind of two different arms of the business, if I'm hearing this correctly. It sounds like there's the the residential or like the, the you know, the individual homeowner, you know, what have you. And then there's also kind of the commercial arm to the business. Am I hearing that right? Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, we, uh, we do both. Mm -hmm. Um, the commercial is, is, um, the commercial is more of what I was just describing. Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, obviously the residentials, um, is more of the traditional lock and key. Um, occasionally they want, you know, a camera system installed, but they've come, they've come so far in the do it yourself world that it's, it's usually, it's not like a big part of what we do because mm -hmm. honestly, I try to, I try to tell people like, can you, are you good with a screwdriver? Are you comfortable with that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, read the instructions, give it a shot. If it doesn't work, call me back. Because otherwise you're going to pay. I'm going to feel bad taking your money. Because it's yeah. really not that hard. You can do it yourself. They yeah. made it simple. Yeah. So the commercial side is more intricate. And that's where you need an expert. Um, which is what we Interesting. So you said before, you know, that you have a background in marketing and advertising. Talk to me a little bit about how, you know, that has helped you grow, you know, Flying Locksmith. So that's interesting. Um, obviously, I can use it to generate leads and advertising and marketing of my, my business and my franchise, which I do. Um, but the big part of actually what I did or what I used to describe to uh, my family and friends and they would be like, what, what do you do? Because no one knows about the media. World. It's like this separate little universe. And um, unless you're in it, it, and it's really hard to explain to people. You're like, what? Um, 
So to break it down, I'd be like, I, I build relationships, mm-hmm. which fit me perfectly. Um, and so to my own surprise, when I bought this franchise, thinking I'm not a locksmith and I don't know anything about locksmithing at all. This is going to be a wild ride. In terms of running the business, it's not because at the end of the day, it still comes down to relationships. Mm-hmm. Residential, not so much because usually it's a one-off. You know, we're going to come, you buy a new house or whatever. We come, we key your house. You don't, you don't call me again mm-hmm. unless you go buy another house. Um, on the commercial side, however, there's the repeat business mm-hmm. and that's where the relationship comes in. And so that part of it has just been a natural transition to me. It's mm-hmm. what I enjoy doing. It's who I am naturally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so that has helped not only get the business up and running, but to grow it and sustain it through some of the challenging years that we've had. Do you think it's that big focus and that emphasis on relationships that really differentiates you either, you know, from your competition, but, you know, also maybe even throughout the Flying Locksmiths, you know, franchise? I do. Um, You know, in terms of competition, you have, you know, the old school, old valued locksmiths, and they basically have a shop and maybe a few vans. Um, out there and they sit back and they wait for you to call them and then they serve you and then they forget about you until you call them again. Um, they don't proactively build and foster relationships in, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, and from what I've gathered from the clients that I've acquired from those other locksmiths, um, in terms of within the franchise system, I think that it's fair to say for the most part as well, you know, there's 90 locations in the system and, and each of the owners, we come from a different background. Mm-hmm. You know, the franchise model is set up that they do, do not want the owners to be locksmiths, to be in a van doing the job. They want us growing the business, creating a customer experience. We hire professional locksmiths to go do the work. And that's a big difference from the traditional guy because he's not doing that customer service. They, the owner is in the van running around doing jobs, distracted, gets home exhausted, mm-hmm. right? He's not doing thank you notes, follow-ups. Um, but at the same time, going back to within the franchise system, the difference of the owners and their different backgrounds, you have some owners that aren't comfortable face-to-face with a client. Mm-hmm. It's not what they were. They were an IT guy or they were some other level in, the, in, in a, a, a corporate entity, a CEO or something Mm -hmm. where they want to manage their teams and not be touching customers and building those relationships. And we'll get on group calls and, you know, I'm, I'm paying attention because I'm always trying to learn and glean from the other owners and their others experiences. And it is interesting to me to see some of the ones that are struggling and to be like, they're hiding in their office or they felt like they were buying a franchise like a Dunkin' Donuts or a Chick-fil-A where they were just going to buy it and then sit back. It was just to grow on its own. It's like, that's not what this is. You need to go out. And if you're not comfortable going out, that's fine. Then you delegate. If your thing is, if you're an accountant and you bought into this franchise, you know, for me, my, my experience with accountants are they're not the most social creatures on the planet. Uh-huh. Generalizing, I get it. Stereotyping. But in my experience, so if you're a Calvin and you buy into this, then hire a sales guy because you need someone out there. 
to grow and to build this, these relationships because that's the ones that are successful in our uh, franchise system, in my opinion, are the owners that are, are more dynamic and more socially out going to going to PTA meetings with schools, going to uh, chamber events. You know, they're the ones that like I gravitate towards when we get together. Yeah. Yeah. Being really active, you know, showing, you know, that, you know, you're a, you're, you're a company who puts people, people first. Yeah. Extroverts. Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. comes down to it. Are you an extrovert and you enjoy this and you feed, feed energy from it. Mm-hmm. So, because that's, I mean, that's the big difference because a lot of what we do when I was describing the different services that we offer, that's an education. It's a reprogramming. It's a re-education because people think locksmith, they think lock and key. Yeah. And I have clients that used to work with the headquarters for 30 years. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, like my sales approach has always been a consultant. And so they lean on me as a resource and they're like, hey, you know, we had a guy break in or something and I'm really ready for cameras. Do you, do you have any camera vendors that you can recommend to me? And they're like, yeah, we'll be right over. He's like, wait a minute, you have cameras? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I watched this for 27. Interestingly enough, this man was a gunnery sergeant in the Marine Corps. Damn. Like, so, you know, it works. Um, about, and he's a regional manager for like a local restaurant chain. And uh, he's like, I've worked with them for 27 years. I had no idea. Wow. It's an education. And the only way that that happens is to be. Yep. And talking and meeting people. Mm -hmm. And what are your challenges? What are you struggling with? I want to be a resource. Mm -hmm. Oh, hey, I need a hot air balloon. Okay, well, I don't do that. But I did work in advertising. So let me make (laughs) a few see what I can do and see if I find someone that knows someone. Yeah. Oh, I need my intercom fixed. Cool. I'm your guy. Right? Like that, those conversations only happen when you're. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And when you build that trust for people to say, you know, hey, this is what I need. Because it's not easy for people to say, you know, especially, you know, in the security world to be able to trust somebody to say, hey, you know, I really need cameras. You're, uh, you know, I, I need my locks changed or things like that. Like that takes a lot of trust for someone to entrust, you know, that, that to you. I 100% agree. It's a vulnerability. And yeah. usually, I know I don't always enjoy letting my garden when we were down and showing my soft side. Um, but yeah, it comes with trust. It's not like I just walk into somebody's business and the first day, like, hey, yeah, I'm Mike Brown and I'm here. I'm here to save you. <laughs> you know, and they're like, oh, thank God. Like, you know, you know, it's, it usually does start with small little things. Yeah. Locks and keys. And then through that, you, build their trust, you show up when you need it, you treat them fair, you do the follow-up, you, you get estimates on time, you get invoices on time, you smooth out the problems, you answer questions, you start building that trust and that relationship, maybe take them to lunch or whatever, uh, bring them lunch, and um, soon that leads into, hey, do you know anyone that does this? Yeah, us. Yeah. Anyone else that does this? Yeah, us. What else do you do? Then you get to go, bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Yeah. And when you're talking about, you know, all the different services that you offer, you mentioned, you know, a small, uh, well, not necessarily a small, but a chain restaurant, you know, local to where you are. Do you primarily see Flying Locksmiths working with, you know, 
retail restaurants like kind of what's the normal business persona that you tend to see you know your your team working with okay so um we have different verticals depending on each market because we do obviously we talk we have monthly calls and you know um aju and phoenix is crushing it with um multifamily subdivisions mm. well great He's in Phoenix. He also crushes it with cameras because the subdivisions all have cameras and gates. Mm -hmm. So much in central Massachusetts. We have old houses. Yeah. And brand new buildings, but not like these subdivisions with cameras and everything. So to me, the multifamily is important. It's just not my bread and butter. For me in Massachusetts, in the central part of the state, it's more assisted living facilities, medical facilities, because Massachusetts is real big on medical. It's one of the reasons why we moved back. Uh, education, mm -hmm. schools, private, public. Uh, you have all the families, because I live in the central part of the state, so you have, um, it's the suburbs, and you have people that commute into the cities. Mm -hmm. So you have kitty care, kinder cares, uh, dentists, all those little type of medical offices, churches, mm -hmm. a lock with churches, those are more my vertical because of what's here in my geography, as well as in property management. Um, I think it's big for everybody. Um, but it also will come down to the skill set of the technicians that you hire and then are able to trade into other aspects. So, when I first opened, I had a technician who was um, what we call institutional technician. Terry was awesome, but he worked in a hospital for like 20 years. So he knew that hospital's hardware, mm -hmm. inside and out. Schlage brand. Well, you put him in with a different brand, and he had to stop and slow down because it was, it was different. And after 20 years, he had become institutionalized. Um, when I hired my, my senior tech a few months after that, um, he came in and he had the access control, the door and free. He had a construction background. He was a master safe technician that used to work on government bases down in uh, down in Norfolk, Virginia. So he had like a GSA clearance to go in and save crack safes on board our Navy ships. Mm -hmm. I mean, the dude was I was like, holy, what? What? Wait, what can? We can take that job because at first I was like, no, we don't know. We, we can't help you with that. We can't help you. And he, he's sitting there. He's like, I can do that. I can do that. It was, it was kind of like the reverse of the education thing. He's like, yeah, yeah we can. We can. You see that? Go call. Why do I create? And <laughs> when you have a technician like that, it opens up all of the other jobs, which opens up more of the verticals. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. So, you know, Mike, pivoting a little bit, I imagine that there's a lot of, you know, misconceptions in the in the industry. And I think one of those, it sounds like from our conversation, is that flying locksmith is just a locksmith. Would you say, would you agree with that, that there's so many other things that modern locksmiths do? Um, for us and our franchise system, yes. Mm -hmm. Uh, absolutely. And there's an internal uh, debate going on right now about rebranding because there's some people that feel like that is limiting. 
people. Um, and it's a hard decision because it's a third generation family owned business. Her grandfather, Bill McMenamin, created this 74 years ago. So there's a tie to it. Um, and like, what's the right answer? I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. To me, it's education, 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 education. Just keep educating people. There's different ways of doing that besides changing your name, but that's my own personal opinion. Um, traditional locksmiths generally don't, I mean, they're older. There's a, there's a shortage in locksmiths coming up. It used to be your grandfather was a locksmith. Your dad was a locksmith. Then you became a locksmith and drove around with him and you learned it that way. The kids today don't want to follow in their father's footsteps. And so the older generation locksmiths aren't really interested in learning cameras. Yeah. Or are, and the camera technology changes, it feels like, every two to three months. So it's like you got to stay on top. Mm-hmm. Um, the access control stuff, when COVID hit, it went from a physical card to your phone. And then COVID hit, and now no one wants to touch anything. So it became a camera that can scan your body temperature to whether or not let you in to the building. Yeah. And the, the older locksmiths are like, I don't want to learn that stuff. Whereas for me, it's like, it's exciting. I like learning and it's where the business is going. Um, I even see it in the, the titles of the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it's IT directors because there's so much technology. So, um, you know, that, um, that is another thing that kind of separates us is that we seem to be that younger, like, okay, yeah, because we, we do have all of these other services, whereas a traditional locksmith, I'm going to go like, you need to call a door company to change that door. You need to call an access integrator to put in the access control. I'll do the locks and the hardware. Three different people. Now you're trying to schedule three different People and they got to come in a certain sequence, three different estimates. And you know, most of the companies need to get three estimates from each vendor. Mm-hmm. So now you'll get nine est- trying to get someone to come for nine appointments, nine estimates, and then nine in, you know, like that's, so that's kind of what we saw. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. It, one-stop shop. That's right. By embracing the different skill sets mm-hmm. and training our technicians to be able to handle those different things, uh-huh. um, it allows us to, to become that one-stop shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, Mike, if people wanted to learn more, you know, about lock, flying locksmiths, where would they go to learn more? Um, if they were interested in buying a franchise, um, they can go to flyinglocksmiths.com. Uh, there's, a, uh, there's a link on there. The, the franchise system has a professional, two gentlemen that actually handle all of that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you'll end up on a call with me because we have uh, validation calls where they call and they get to ask owners questions. And it's always fun to, six years into it, to hear the questions that future owners or prospective owners are asking and hearing a little bit of the uncertainty and the fear. Yeah. I, I always like to ask them, I always stop and ask you've done for the last 20 30 years were you successful and they're like yeah i go and just joke man just jump and do it you're gonna be followed like if you survive 30 years in corporate america you, you can handle this yeah right like i get that it's scary i remember uh, but stop wasting time um and if you want um, 
you know, wherever you are in the country, like I said, there's 90 locations across the country. Again, it's flyinglogistics.com. Um, 800-649-KEYS is a national number. Um, but really, you can go online. There's a call center that we have set up. It's spread out across the country. Um, and they'll be able to direct you. So no matter where you are, they'll be able to direct you. They're going to ask you, you know, what you're calling for. Um, or you can do it online. There's a, there's a link in there so you don't want to talk to anybody. But um, you just punch that in. You punch in your zip code and it's going to direct you to the correct franchise. That's great. That's great. Well, Mike, this has been a great conversation. As we start to wrap up, is there anything that you want to leave our listeners with either about, you know, the industry, about, you know, your experience taking taking the plunge, anything that you want to leave our listeners with? Yeah. I mean, I guess it's going to go back to, you know, what's the, the other myth about locksmiths just so that people understand, because this is something that I had to learn. And, you know, it, I see it almost every day. People and to think that locksmiths are magicians. And the reality is, is it's a science and an art. Well, what do you mean you can't make this key fit this, this, and this? Well, you have three different brands. You have a Schlage, a Quickset, and a Yale. Those companies do not play nice together. They're competitors. <laughs> so they do not accept the same physical key. And you see it a lot, residential people, because in the older houses, you know, they had some some guy that went to the store and the machine was on sale. So he put on that knob and the, you know, a year later, another doorknob broke. And so he went, whatever was on sale, that one, now he's got two different ones. And so we see that a lot because there's a lot of old houses, right, where we where we operate. And it's like trying to calm people down. But you're a locksmith. Yes, we are. Or the other myth is uh, that they're paying for the time. Oh. So if you're locked out, and we show up and we're able, sometimes we're able to get you in in five minutes and people are very upset. I'm not paying that. You're only here for five minutes. Well, you're paying for 35 years of experience and a, and a piece of equipment that cost a few thousand dollars and a huge van that just drove here, dropped whatever they were doing to drive to you mm -hmm. in your emergency and need. That, that's what you're paying for. Thankfully, the guy was in, it's cold out and rating, and the guy was in my tech was able to get you in in five minutes. Sometimes it takes 15. Yeah. You know? Um, but the industry's changing. Um, we're changing with it. Um, you know, we have our, our owners are young. They they grew up in the in the in the trade. Um, but they're young, they're younger, they're younger than me. They're impressive. They embrace technology. Um and, uh, you know, we still have the old school. Uh, we just mix it with a lot of technology and the understanding of that customer service and the customer experience is, is and relationships are first and foremost for the lock fine locks. So it's been a good six years and I appreciate it and I've enjoyed it and I'm looking forward to the next six. Well, Mike, this has been a great conversation. I appreciate you breaking down all things flying locksmiths. You know, your experience being, you know, a franchisee owner, the your the changing industry, really just talking about all things, all things business. I think this was a great conversation. I really appreciate you being on Business Ninjas today. Thank you very much, Kelsey. I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm.